0: Hi, I'm Michaela Loach, and I'm Rebecca, and this is the Yikes Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Yikes podcast, the podcast all about things from allyship, um, activism, refugee rights, climate justice and any other oppression. Basically these topics that can seem overwhelming and can make us want to yikes and run away but instead we're going to lean into those issues, talk about them, try and have an inclusive conversation and work out what we can actually do um, about these. So today we're talking about health and climate change. Yeah and medicine and All of those things. Yeah. Um, which very is cu- excited. Very, yeah. And it's super important. I think that it's yeah. something that isn't talked about enough in the climate mm. conversation. And we're going to be talking about how talking about the climate change as a health issue can be really helpful because it can engage people who might not engage with this issue in other ways. It can also, when we look at the solutions, um, they can help. Yeah. other social inequality um, yeah we're just going to dive into all of that dive stuff
1: That's yeah because I think you like definitely have uh, like taught me a lot and like inspired me a lot around like how like like you as a medical student are so engaged in like the like for example climate activism and like have so much spoken about like how those two things are like latent um, and I think often like we tend to not see that or like it's not talked about enough as you just like mentioned um so yeah, do you wanna share, I don't know, like what got you into like, like how you see for yourself like the two links?
0: Yeah, I think it's quite it's quite funny that people find that people find it surprising that as mm. a medical student I'm involved with activism. And I find that quite that's kind of emphatic of the issue. Yes. Of the issue that a lot of medical professionals see themselves as like apolitical or see themselves as outside of politics mm. or outside of activism or outside of these issues or like don't have time to care about these issues when like all of these issues um health issues and medical issues as well like all social justice mm. issues are medical issues I was talking to someone um recently who was we were talking about this and I was saying talking specifically about racism though and like how I felt exhausted doing like having to do racial justice work like within the medical school mm-hmm. and they were saying to me but like but that's health work like but that is health work and she was like if our our patients experience these issues that cause them to have different health like disparities so therefore like anti-racism work is health work climate Mm. justice work is health work like we need to stop separating these things And I think for me it was like I think seeing how social inequality and racial inequality and oppression and the climate crisis all intersect into impacting people's health like it feels more bizarre for me not to be involved in Mm. trying to combat those combat those things because it's like in at least medical school they talk a lot about um wanting to treat The like the things that cause disease before you treat the disease because beforehand it used to be very much like you'd you'd treat the downstream effects. So I don't know, someone comes in with lung issues, and you just treat the lung issues when they have them, rather than being like, let's how can we do preventative things. And climate justice work is preventative health work. It should be, and it should be like it is bizarre that more like there are a lot of medics that are involved in this stuff, and Mm. like of, of course you can see there's loads of groups there's um like Docs Not Cops, which is a really good, like, group that works with refugee rights and anti-immigration stuff. Mm. Um, and they're all run by doctors. And there are loads of groups that do that stuff. But it's also within medicine, this weirdness of, like, being plus or being above yeah. everything else. And it's, like, actually, we need to be down in it all. In it, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I guess also, like, m- medicine is often so framed as, like, objective or, mm. like, something, like, very, like, you know, sci- like, science, like, it's not around, like... But it's not framed in a way of, like, where does this, like, quote-unquote, like, objectivity that come from, like, Mm. you know, where are we looking, like, are we actually looking at, like, for example, real prevention, because, like, real prevention of, like, down, like, I mean, obviously we are already experiencing, like, the effects of climate change, but, like, looking at, like, who's, like, most affected, but then Mm. also, like, if we were preventative around these things, then, like, we would be looking at air pollution and we would be looking at, like, food justice and, like, Mm. we would be looking at, like, how can we... How can we like actually respond to like a health crisis that is, and like climate change is just the extension Mm. and like exacerbating all of these things. Mm. So I guess that would lead us into like how how is health related Mm. to climate change? I actually want to pick up on one thing you said before, just because. So if people have listened to our episode
0: with Wild Wild Gathering where we talk about beyond white environmentalism and the idea of objectivity, um, just because you mentioned objectivity there, I feel like the reason why medicine seem people seem to separate medicine from politics, quote unquote, so much. Is this idea that like science is objective, objective. and not, not touched by politics? Yeah. But it's not like it's not. um I remember reading during like during everyone's BLM phase, people were sharing stuff around um how med-, med students are like not involving themselves in the BLM movement enough, or medical mm. professionals aren't. And one thing they're talking about is like medicine isn't objective. Like who like studies have been what kind of bodies these studies have been done on is a mm. political issue. Like what, like for example, the fact that I only ever see white skin being shown to me as yeah. an example of skin conditions or as an example of trauma um that is political yes like all of these like who's seen as the norm is political mm-hmm. um and so I think we need to separate this idea that anything can be objective um,
1: and also like how can you be like quote, unquote apolitical if you are dealing with humans yeah. that are complex beings in a world like, that, you know, like, everything is political in that sense, Mm. so, like, how can you be not invested into, like, for example, like, justice issues, Mm. when, like, you're, the people you are dealing with are, like, harmed by, for example, like, systems of oppression, like, Mm. how could you just, like, completely neglect that, Mm. like, that's just, like, furthering the harm, and, like, also, like, kind of, like, furthering the, like, uh, silencing of their lived experiences, so, like, actually, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, people who are working with like medical things or something especially need to be tuned into like like kind of I guess like supporting and like kind of like realizing like hey I'm actually dealing with with things that are beyond my lived experience maybe also with self-lived experience obviously but um like there is no objectivity if mm. if we are dealing with humans and humans are dealing with mm. you know their their lived experiences like yeah also that be objective? Objective. yeah whenever
0: anyone says objectivity i'm like objective for who for for who whom? created yeah. objectivity yeah. as a framework and stand up for what like yeah exactly yeah. and i would say if anyone's listening to this and you are a medical professional or something and you're thinking like oh but i don't have time to engage these issues recognize that that's a privilege like mm. to not have to engage with the new, to have the news not affect you or to have quote-unquote politics not affect you in a way that mm. could threaten your life <laughs> Is a, a huge privilege, Massive, yeah. and having exams be the biggest stress in your whole life or the most important thing in your whole life is also a privilege. and I think, and like the thing that you, only thing you have to care about, is a privilege. And I think that people need to check themselves on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: but do, should we go into actually what we we're going to yeah. talk about? I go feel like we then. can definitely get on, <laughs> on tangents <laughs> because it's so easy to, especially when it's things. So if anyone doesn't know, actually, I'm a medical student, just in case anyone didn't know. Mm. But um, and I find these things very grating on my nerves (laughs) because I experienced it quite a lot. Health and climate change. Why is the climate crisis a health issue? Go on, tell us. Well, so... The climate crisis affects everyone, obviously, in so many different ways. But there are ways in which it directly affects health. There are loads of indirect effects and how it um, can increase conflicts in some countries and some parts of the world. Like how um, and that's also linked to like food insecurity and stuff because that's linked and just insecurity in general can cause conflicts. And that's where it can impact health. And through forced migration, it can impact health. But also... Direct effects like heat related disorders, um, respiratory disorders, which people might know of linked to pollution, infectious diseases. Like, even as we're seeing the rise of pandemics now, like, there's the possibility of more, and as generally ice is melting and pathogens are coming out of the ice how terrifying Mm. there's that and there's also what i mentioned before food production and food insecurity and how that will affect people's health and mental health disorders associated with natural disasters so assuming economic development and health progress we're expecting to have two hundred fifty thousand additional deaths per year between 2030 and 2050 and that's a conservative um, and statement that that is um a statistic taken from the who a lot of this information is taken from um Dr. Ellie Brooks um lectures that I went to at the University of Edinburgh. Shout out Ellie, she's a legend. Um, and from those deaths, like thirty eight thousand are due to heat exposure in the elderly, forty eight thousand are due to diarrhea, um, sixty thousand are due to malaria, and ninety-five thousand are due to childhood nutrition. Which, yeah, which is just like, yeah. The health climate crisis is a health issue. Like mm. that is it's seen and these these are conservative. yeah yeah, yeah. very conservative numbers and that's only the direct impacts like Mm. it will indirectly affect health in so many different ways um yeah we talk about climate anxiety and stuff people don't talk as much about like the actual the impact of like natural disasters yeah mental health the impact of displacement on people's mental health Mm. i wrote my dissertation on um which is a island nation in the south pacific which is basically going to be submerged quite soon by rising sea levels um and that whole nation a whole nation of people are having to work out where to go, where to go. after yeah. their home is submerged. Like that has a huge impact on health in so many in ways so many, as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, So like, it is a health issue. I think the like the there's a climate psychology alliance, um, which kind of like looks at like eco anxiety, but also it's like looking at um like PTSD, like from because mm. there's like a difference of like the like thinking about the climate crisis versus having experienced like mm. direct like you know like catastrophic events and like we can like draw like obviously everything's real around that but like we're not yet recognizing as much of like how like PTSD or something can mm. come from and like how also like that trauma like can would have like been passed on like generationally mm-hmm. if you're living in for example like uh like neighborhoods which are like really close to like landfills or something like mm. how that can like over generations be like a mental health issues and be passed on through like like physical health as well Mm. um so yeah and that's just going to be like more and more and more in the future Mm. and yeah Yeah,
0: already there have been like i think people talk about the climate crisis too much as something that's happening in the future even then we talk about that happening in the future already there have been like a significant amount of deaths that have been caused due to the climate crisis and health related issues Mm. of the climate people are currently living with health impacts of the climate crisis now like in London the respiratory distress disorders in communities that live in more polluted areas are so much higher Mm. um in the US black Americans are three times more likely to die from exposure to air pollutants than their white counterparts um it's already affecting people now it's not just in the future um but like I think when we talked when we said that like you might be like whoa oh my gosh I feel very overwhelmed yikes want to run away but the way, seeing the climate crisis as a health issue can also help us in so many ways because the way it affects health and the way in which a lot of things affect people, it affects the people who are most marginalised more. So the people who already are marginalised, people who are already um, have been made vulnerable by systems of oppression, they are the ones who are being affected the most. Mm. So like women, people, like disabled people, people of colour, they are more...
1: Children, elderly. Children,
0: yeah. elderly, they're more likely to experience these effects and they have a Mm. a greater risk, which means that when we address these issues, we also address inequality, which I think is really beautiful and like a really nice way to think about it. Like the Lancet in their 2009 um, Commission on Health and Climate Change, they said that climate change is the biggest global health threat of the 21st century. And then in 2015, they changed that to say that the central finding from the commission's work is that tackling climate change could be the greatest global health opportunity of the 21st century. Mm.
1: How great is that? I, I like I'm so interested by like the change of phrasing mm. because like if like there's like one I mean obviously they're recognizing it as such a big issue mm. but also they're seeing the opportunities for like the glo- like for like multiple systems at the same time if mm. we took this serious like I feel like the like the framing of the crisis is very reactionary where then like in 2015 when they changed their language to opportunity it's more preventative and it's like look like we are actually looking at like a more like holistic like complex system approach now where we are looking at like food we're looking at all of the different sectors that mm-hmm. make up health uh why also tackling climate change mm-hmm. rather than seeing these as like separate issues and we're dealing with one and then afterwards the second you know like mm-hmm. so like i find that very interesting of how we can also i guess it's like also like a better selling point yeah but it's like but. it's such a more like
0: hopeful way to look at it and a it way is, in which yeah. also addresses the intersections of all of these things mm. like it's a way of being like of them being like we recognize that health is inherently linked to social inequality racial yeah. inequality oppression yeah. and we recognize that the way in which people feel these health impacts like is linked to their oppression
1: mm. and
0: the and therefore the solutions that we can create can create a better world for all yeah. these people yeah. and can Kind of tackle a lot of these social determinants of health mm. that that people have been trying to tackle for so long, and so I think for me it makes me a lot more hopeful because I'm like, actually, in how we like tackle this and how we combat this and how we mitigate the effects of the climate crisis, we could also create a better world for everyone,
1: yeah that's like how great is that, what a great cell, yeah, and it, yeah, and it's, it's such a better sell than like you need to do you you can't do this, 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 mm. this anymore. Mm. period where it's like now there's like oh look we're actually like we're tackling the food system we're tackling mm. the water we're tackling all of this to improve everyone's health
0: yeah and like that could look like i don't know things that they talk about in the report is like green spaces improve mm. health in so many ways not just in like not just in removing pollution from areas yeah. directly but also in encouraging people to go outside and like move their bodies more and like um how tackling like how the climate crisis plays into the food system as well like that Mm. improves health in so many other ways because it makes like food more available for people
1: yeah like it's just a very hopeful way of like looking at how could we even redesign the places that we live Mm. to be like this i think it's so interesting because it shows it just like highlights again that like if you tackle one thing without looking at the intersections of other things Mm. then like it it would probably cause more harm than good mm. but like if we look at this at like you know like this like complex like in like this the intersections of everything cuz like there's a big thing for example about like improving green spaces mm. um but then there was like this uh, this, uh, this whole thing around like eco-gentrification. So like mm-hmm. just by placing like a green space into a neighborhood often like raises the prices of like the housing mm-hmm. and like there's like stigma of like who can actually hang out safely in these spaces, you know, mm-hmm. so like that would actually often push out the people from the neighborhood who would actually benefit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but like if you then, if you look at like, okay, what how how could we, for example, improve this neighborhood to reduce air pollution and mm-hmm. to address like, people being outside more and to like just like kind of like improve active active being or like active travel and like um more like exercise without having to like put the pressure on the individuals Mm. um whilst designing in a way that like actually benefits the people who it should benefit the most Mm -hmm. then I feel like it's so much less stress and like so much less like of like we have to do this Mm. but it's like more of a focus of like look at the opportunities for justice for like well-being for Mm -hmm. mental health for all of these things Mm -hmm. and for climate change Mm -hmm. because inevitably like climate change is just the you know the extension of all of these Mm -hmm. other issues really Mm -hmm.
0: Hello. So the Yikes podcast is primarily supported by our wonderful patrons. Um, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a platform that you can support creators to make content. Um, because we can't be
1: fucked with capitalism.
0: Sponsored so ads. yeah, just... sponsored ads. We do some sponsored ads, but yeah. usually um, most companies don't really support what we're doing. <laughs> if you are a company supporting our work and you're interested, shout out. Um, shout out to you. Yeah, but. In general we want to be supported by our community because that means we yes. can talk about the things that we want to talk about we aren't influenced in any way by anything we just talk about the things that we think are important and a lot of these mm. issues um aren't really supported by many things
1: so that's why we're supported by you we want to be owned by our community yeah so if you do um learn from us you appreciate our work um and this podcast then um yeah please uh, join our patreon it's the Yags podcast just on patreon and uh it helps yeah making this podcast sustainable and makes it actually happen and
0: more. yeah and also that we put on for the second tier we put on extra bonus episodes every week so you get Ooh-ooh. extra content um where we have like more relaxed chats about so many different things we've talked about migrant rights a lot on there we've talked about more about the media we've talked about so many different things things. personal things Um, it's a really great space as well we sometimes do Q&A's we share essays on there Um, you just get more content from us and mainly you can support our work if you've learned anything from us Um, so thank you to all the people who are already supporting us and yeah Yeah. thank you for making this happen and yeah please check out the Patreon link in the show notes and we hope you're enjoying this episode Um, yeah thanks there's um a scholar who talks about inequalities of health and says that they health inequality like social inequalities are written on the body as health inequalities which i think is really powerful it's like Mm. the inequalities that people face within society become written on your body as health Mm. inequalities and we've we've mentioned this at least on the patreon before about like maternal mortality rates being different and stuff like that but yeah i think health is a is an issue where like then you just like i hadn't even thought about like (laughs) eco gentrification and stuff Mm. like it it intersects with all these different issues and like if we tackle how inequality gets written on people's bodies then maybe we'll be able to tackle the inequality itself
1: yeah and i think a lot more people also like i mean obviously this is not what we're going for entirely because we want people to care about Mm. climate change and Mm. other people um but it is also like for the individualistic and like the like ego focused Mm -hmm. society that we are in right now like it is actually a really good selling point to Mm -hmm. get people into the discussion around like look actually like you can improve your health and we can improve your neighbor's health Mm. and then it's like yeah i guess it's like an entry point into like a bigger discussion yeah i think people care more about health and they do a lot about a lot about a lot of things Mm. you saw i think we even saw that in
0: the pandemic like Think about how people have responded to the, it might be, it, there'll be so many different factors. Like obviously the immediacy yeah. of it is is a factor as well. But people respond to health as an issue more than they do to other issues. Yeah. Um. Like people responded to COVID more than they've done to the climate crisis. Mate, mm. and so think about the fact that people do actually seem to care about their health and yeah. like health as an issue. So if we talk about the climate crisis through a lens of health, then it could be really helpful in getting people on. Like, yeah, I know I find it difficult. So I'm like, do I want people on? Board? I do. We need to have everyone not uh, mm. quite in a way, everyone on board, but we need to have people on board as many people to care about the climate crisis as possible. It's frustrating when some people only care when it like affects when it, them. it affects yeah, them. yeah 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 yeah, but like it is something that we need people to care about.
1: I think for. I think that, I mean, we always talk about, like, the, diff- like, the, like, multiplicity of tools we can use, and this mm. could be one anyway to yes. get in some of the, like, let's say, like, the the people who are, like, who have nothing to do with climate change yes. just yet, but it's, like, almost, like, the entry point, mm-hmm. but, like, and then, obviously, like, I don't know, I think we want to get to a place where, like, even if you are in the best shape possible, mm. you would still do everything possible to protect your neighbor's health mm. and their livelihoods or something, you know, and, like, I guess this is, like, what, what like the pandemic is trying is like kind of teaching us, but trying and like not really happening mm. at the moment. Like of like, how, how are people looking out for their neighbors despite mm-hmm. them not being like high risk or like, mm. even though like, obviously that's not, we, we're seeing this more and more like that doesn't actually even apply that much, but like, are we, yeah, I guess like it's just like another way of teaching us community care beyond our own mm. well being and around like communicating,
0: the, communicating in the climate crisis, I always say to people, like, everyone cares about different things. We yeah. all care about different things. And therefore, when we talk about an issue, we need to have different ways of talking about mm. it that will access different groups. And so, this is one way you can be like, I know that my uncle. Doesn't care about the climate crisis, but I know that my uncle is a
1: doctor or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and he cares about he cares about... asthma or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Or I know that like my cousin is a healthcare assistant and they care about health because of that. And therefore, or, or even just like yeah, or my mm. or this person has this like, and even a way it's also a way in which through health you can also get them to care about racial injustice as well. There's so yeah, many. Yeah. I think it's it's something that we need to access more within the movement because it accesses so many different things. Mm. Like Leah Thomas wrote an amazing article for Elle where she talks about how the like the words I can't breathe that were George mm. Floyd's like last words before he died like yeah. those are so emphatic for so many black Americans in the US because they genuinely can't breathe not just because yeah. of systematic racism which which is suffocating people mm. but also because of pollution like the fact that the statistics like I said before they're three times more likely to die of respiratory distress due to pollution Mm. like people genuinely can't breathe and like having access
1: to healthcare, yeah around like low income and Mm. like all of these things like that are just like piled onto yeah people yeah yeah it's just like health is something
0: that we need to tackle in so many different ways Mm. and it also allows us to tackle other things in so many different ways I think it's quite hopeful in many and that like there's so much more that we could do to talk about it through that lens and for sure yeah, and I think if people want to, like, learn more about this, then if you read Leah's article, which is called um, I Can't Breathe um, the, and the Inextricable Link Between Climate and Racial Injustice, it's mm-hmm. on Elle. Um, The Lancet Commission on Climate yeah, and Health yeah, good. is really good as well. Um, to be fair, just Google environmental <laughs> racism or, like, inv- Google health. Your best Google your best friend. I mean, that's one thing that I always think of. I'm like, have people Googled it before?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, they blow it out on twitter first yeah yeah
0: we'll send both of us dms (laughs) (laughs) sometimes
1: i'm just like yeah if you really can't find it but also you know google Google exists um what is something that like you would you know as like working in the medical field um and you said like you had a lecture on like climate and health and Mm. everything but like what would you like like to see more in the medical prof like field Mm. around like climate justice or like climate activism Mm.
0: And um, my so my lecture on climate health was actually from the global health policy school so oh, okay. i integrated in so that basically means you take a year out of medicine to do a degree i did mine in global health policy and that's how i learned about climate mm. change and health and so that was me very much opting in like i found medical teaching is very much like will give you the bare minimum to mm. be a doctor because there is to be fair there's a lot to learn to be a doctor like you have to know a, a lot of shit, shit yeah of a her. shit ton of so i think that i can understand why they give but then also like we need to know about these other things, especially yeah. like not even just climate justice, but like oppression racial and racial justice or like LGBT, LGBT issues. Too, yeah. Like all these things affect healthcare, care. Yeah. Um, I think that we need to talk about these things more. For example, in my first year of uni, we had we had some lectures on social determinants of health. We had one lecture on race. I'm the only black student in my year. And I remember f- even if people weren't doing this, I felt like people were staring at me. No, people weren't. Yeah. Like, because I was like, oh shit. I'm like, there are people that I'm not the only person of colour in my year, but I'm the only black person in my year. And like the lecture was very much like, oh, if anyone in, in the audience wants to give us your experience. And it was like a room of 200 people. I remember like especially first year me like sweating like, oh my gosh, this is. And it wasn't, it was, it was naff in my opinion. Um, and then we were, our lecture on LGBT health was cancelled because of the strikes and never arranged again. And I did all the readings yeah. because I care about this, but it shows that, like, people shouldn't have to you opt have, in to yeah, care yeah. about inequality. Um, and, it, like, around, like, climate justice as well, like, people should be in, encouraged to learn yeah. about this stuff. Like, around inequalities and pollution and all these things that we should be encouraged mm. to not only learn about this stuff, but to advocate for it. Like. Yeah. I really think we need to move away from this idea that doctors shouldn't have opinions about things or shouldn't, like, yeah. have political opinions or shouldn't be involved in social injustice issues because we should be. Because if what we, if mm. we're meant to be people who care about health, then we should care about the holisticness the, of yeah. health and, and also the social determinants of health and the political determinants of health yeah. and all these different things. And I would just say, like, if anyone is... Uh, like a health professional listening to this whatever kind of health professional you are like talk about these things with your colleagues more yeah, like sure, sure. encourage conversations about these things more that that go beyond like how can we use less gloves or like which I know I know is Honestly, important yeah. but it's like there are big there are bigger things to come <laughs> to yeah, do. yeah
1: yeah no I definitely I remember like last year my friend who just going to like medical school like one of her assignments was how to make a hospital more sustainable mm. and but it was like looking at like plastic so like mm-hmm. how to reduce straws mm. I was just like oh, no especially in a hospital context that's very Honestly, they, <laughs> yes it's so ableist and like like plastic is there for a reason mm. especially like, in a medical like especially in yeah. a hospital and like, mm. I mean I think also like a lot of people for example during the pandemic now have started to use more plastic mm. because of health reasons mm-hmm. and like I would I'm like that is so fair like that's so I mean the amount of gloves
0: and aprons I go through in a day is un, un- like and I'm not even seeing that many people like I'm not even on a COVID ward I'm just on a yeah. different ward and so I think that like you need to move away from that I think there's
1: big, yeah, bigger like, problems shouldn't shouldn't we like look at like okay why why are certain people like have like higher exposure to air pollution yeah. like like can't like shouldn't we look at like for example like okay like the the hospital is powered on like fossil fuels Mm -hmm. could we for example at Mm -hmm. least power some of it by renewable energy Mm -hmm. or like could we have our pension funds rather than like fossil industry or like you know unethical like um like what was it unethical something Mm -hmm. um into like sustainable like Mm -hmm. pensions or whatever um so we could like look at that and actually Mm -hmm. like make our doctors like you know like can't like or like be like really trained in like racial mm. justice and like lgbtqi mm. plus like justice or something yeah like within, within
0: the compulsory trainings i wish there were compulsory trainings that actually talked about racial injustice mm. in a good like i wish it was compulsory for every health professional to have to do the me and white supremacy course yeah and it was prioritized i think the issue is a lot of these things that are done they're done as like an optional extra that you don't have to do which means the kind of people that do them are the people you already cared or you know kind of stuff yeah, and it yeah, means yeah. that there is like people who just don't get any education about it at all and it's like actually these things should be compulsory like it shouldn't Mm. be an optional extra it shouldn't be that we have some doctors who are anti-racist and the rest of them are racist like what yeah i know
1: that because um on say your mind on the podcast um back in the geographer like i they they talked about like another like medical report recently because a lot of it is, is i think usually framed around like, in the US, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. even though, like, the UK has higher mater- maternity rates. Yeah, so in, um, the, in the
0: UK, you're five times more likely to die if you're a black mother black than woman. a white mother, whereas in the US, you're four times more likely to die.
1: And, yeah, and, like, and, childbirth. and And they were, like, yeah, and they were looking at, like, also, like, children, like children's neglect after mm. birth, and, like, how, like, white children right after birth are looked at more than, mm. like, black children, and, like, you know, like they, like, these studies are just coming out, which is, Discussing in the first place that we're just looking at this now. Mm. Um, but also like why why aren't we talking about this more? But we're not taught that as well. This is nothing it's is like and that's just
0: there was I feel like this could be a whole other episode, but I yeah. think people might find this interesting. But one one thing as well is there was a study recently in the US where they talked to final year medical students and they asked them if they thought um black people had thicker skin, like genuinely thicker skin. And the majority of them said that they thought black people genuinely had thicker skin, like biologically mm. thicker skin, which is just eugenics. And it isn't true in case anyone's like, oh, that was true. It's not true. It's eugenics. Like, it's eugenics. And there's such an issue because So, I spent my last year when I was doing global health policy. Um, The first semester, I pretty much only focused on racial inequality and in health. Mm. And within it, I learned so much about how lots of doctors genuinely believe that black patients have a higher pain tolerance. And therefore they'll give them meds much later or they'll let them experience pain for so like much that. longer. Yeah, and yeah. it's um, but we never. The thing is that I had to learn that for seeking yeah, that yeah. out myself, and other doctors don't learn that, so they're not going to learn I, about any of
1: these things. And also, like you as a like as a black woman in medical school, you're seeking that out. Mm. What are the white counterparts doing? Are yeah, they doing the same? Because yeah.
0: one thing is, even in this conversation, I've kind of almost felt like I should apologize to be like, oh, I know the docs are really overworked. But I'm like, you know what? Actually, no, no I still have the time. To, I still managed it. to do it. Yeah. So you can too. Like, and, and how's I'm also impacting your mental health. Exactly, as a black woman? exactly. And and I. I also, it really pisses me off because I'm like, I also shouldn't be the one having to do the work. Mm. Like, I always think about this, like, I've read, like, so many books on anti-racism and and I'm like, actually, I'm not the <laughs> one who needs to read that. Like, that's actually not for me. Like, <laughs> like, imagine if the people who actually needed to read mm. these books read them. That's one thing I think. I remember, I told one of my colleagues they need to read me in white supremacy and they look kind of shocked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was like they're like I'm wearing PPE why is it privacy yeah. don't touch or like
0: me. <laughs> oh I'm just so like I'm tired and I'm like yeah hun same but I still managed to learn about this stuff even though I I'm don't tired need And the because reason because of your fucking racism yeah exactly yeah. and also like oh like think about how much it impacts me to spend my spare time having to learn about how to defend myself yeah yeah, yeah. like that is fucked like yeah. that is <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> sorry that had to happen in your ears
1: yeah <laughs> that needed to come on that was, yeah that needs to go I feel like yeah I feel
0: like that was kind of a tangent but I feel I feel healed
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it just shows again like how all of that is is connected and Mm. we cannot like these single issues just can't like they're not single issues Mm -hmm. and we need to stop looking at it as like Mm. a single issue or like as like justice as like a add-on option yes because like even even if climate change wasn't related to climate crisis even if justice wasn't related all of this like Still, we should be doing it because, yes. like, it's like the bare minimum of like mm. humanity or like empathy we could mm-hmm. be doing. Like, it just shows you're a human.
0: Mm. And like the you, fact that it's you know, connected is even more, even, to do even, it. more. Yeah. even more even more yeah.
1: Like, it's like
0: I don't know. We talk about like smoking cessation and stuff. Why don't we talk about like preventing the climate crisis? That will be the biggest health issue that the world will face unless yeah. we do something yeah. now. Like. Why don't we talk about all these other things? Mm. I don't get it personally. It's because people have privilege and they want to ignore things as a privilege. Yeah. Like, yeah, even I don't know, kind of looping back, but like, not not having to learn about the climate crisis is a huge privilege, and not having to experience it as it effects. I I understand that, like, I have so much privilege living where I do mm. that every day I'm not having to be afraid of a fossil fuel industry, like, like yeah. directly harming me. And I know that's a privilege. Therefore, we need to act. But like when it comes to racial justice, like having been able to go through your life and learning about racism rather than experiencing it is such a privilege. Mm. And saying you're too tired to do the work is just—it's not not okay. Yeah. Just full stop. It's not
1: okay. And I think also we we should maybe expand the conversation for a lot of people who are like dealing with like eco anxiety or like Mm. the like kind of like the waking up to, for Mm -hmm. example, the climate crisis or something, like. Use it in a way because if you're just waking up to this issue, Mm. most likely you haven't been, like, super directly been suffering under it, Mm. right? So, like, then use that, like, kind of, I guess, like, that anxiety or, like, that anxiety or the fear like and, like, all of that you're facing. Like, channel it in a way that, like, Mm. is calling for action, like, Mm -hmm. doing action because... If you if you are like new to the topic, then you will have a lot more headspace mm. and like a lot more ability to do things than people who are who are already suffering under this. Because mm. they they will be doing the work. Mm. Like they you know, like for them, they're already in survival mode. They have no choice. They have no choice to, to opt out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So for you to like now opt in, great, you're here, you know, like let's get to work. Mm. And like let not the like fear and the anxiety and the dis- like, I guess also, like, some of it, like, the grief and everything, all of that is valid, mm. but all of that must be channeled. And it can be powerful. Like, it can it be can really be so powerful, powerful to create change. Um, and I think yeah. there's so much
0: more that we could be doing, and there are so many other ways mm. we can be talking about this. And there are ways in which we can channel our energy, and there are ways in which we can use our privilege. And, like, also recognise that, like, say that you've never acknowledged your privilege before. Like, I know from someone, I have just because I'm, like, I'm... A Racializes as a background in the UK doesn't mean I don't have privilege. And mm. I know what it feels like to have to confront your privilege. Like, I'm light skinned. So I like, and I think in the last, I think from my upbringing, I wasn't as aware of that because mm. I was the only black person there. And it's only been genuinely probably in the last couple years since I left where I grew up that I've really had to confront my own privilege and recognize that and work with that. And it's uncomfortable. Mm. And it's like, it makes your skin cruel a bit because you're just like, and then, and sometimes your brain can try and be defensive, but it's like, yeah. Recognize that all of those feelings are normal, but mm. don't give in to them. And instead think, how can I actually use this privilege for good? How 100%. can I mobilize myself for good? And I, ha- and I recognize I have this. It might make me uncomfortable, but it's benefited me in so many ways. And so how yeah. can I expand and dist- redistribute those benefits to other people?
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, and like going beyond the like, I have privilege. Mm. for for stop. Because <laughs> that that's actually yeah. like... I n- i know that can sometimes like seem like a lot if mm. you're like it, you know if we complete like if we are just opening our eyes on mm-hmm. privilege. but actually like it's not that hard to acknowledge like that you have privilege because yeah. it's not actually like doing anything about it so um yeah i guess i guess that's like something to like think about like when are you like, getting like super defensive of about yeah. something and like when are you like feeling really uncomfortable of mm. something because that's usually like a sign of like you are you are benefiting in some Mm. way and like i think when we turn that around i was thinking about that even in our last episode when we talked about like allyship fatigue Mm -hmm. flipped around that would like mean it's okay for you to be fueled on oppression yes oh oh do you know what i mean like yeah wow isn't that Mm. that's disturbing Mm. that was a word (laughs) joe because that is disturbing yeah it's disturbing and, yeah. like, that should make us uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I do think about if, if if you're comfortable in the system as it is currently, you're comfortable with oppression.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're comfortable that your position, you're comfortable with the fact that your position is causing other people, mm. like, is yeah, yeah. fueled upon other people's oppression. Mm. And that is messed up. Oh, grim. Yeah. It's very grim. And we and that doesn't
1: able. say, like, we can like completely dismantle all of that mm. in ourselves or in the world overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, I guess it's just like the urgency is yeah. like shows and like, but also it shows the potentials because I don't know, like, wouldn't like having everyone living their best lives and like being their fullest selves, mm-hmm. which is not based on oppression, like, mm-hmm. would actually like mean like we have like so much more like creativity mm. and like more like like so much more just like you know is thriving like mm. that would make our world so much better yeah. and i think that's like this like whole discussion like like this episode is kind of showing like the issue and like the com- complete like catastrophe and like and but like and how serious these things are but also how much potential yeah. for like positive and like and how yeah. great is that like
0: why would yeah. we not want that why why yeah yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> like yeah we should want that. We should basically out. we can create a better world there's so much hope yeah. just flip and do it just get to work, just get, to work. get to work yes yes, yes. so much for listening to this episode um, we hope you enjoyed it as usual um, please make sure you press the subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you're using to listen to this share this episode if you enjoyed it and you can tag at the Yikes podcast on Instagram you can tag myself as well at Michaela Loach and um, Tracy Peace on Instagram um, and yeah share this podcast with people that you know and yeah. love and think that need to learn a little bit more
1: or... probably made you help, like hopeful yeah and, yeah. seeing Joe and I were saying coming. that we're always
0: so much more hopeful on the podcast yeah. than we are in real life but hopefully that's we all, need we, all need
1: we all need it we all
0: need it we need a little bit of a boost so yeah, um, yeah we hope this gave you a boost we hope, we hope you learned something shout
1: out to all the patrons for supporting our work and enabling this podcast really yeah, uh, I literally couldn't happen um, without you yeah thank you so much and yeah um, patreon like, link
0: is in the bio as usual yeah. um, all the sound magic and editing was all done by the wonderful Finley Mowett. Um yeah thank you for listening we'll be back next week with another episode, episode. 拜拜 <laughs>